And please get settled for another period of sitting meditation. Once again, take a few moments to notice the mood of the mind. How do we feel now? After a period of walking meditation, moving around, seeing things about us, day getting underway, how is it? How does this feel? How is the body now? Warm, cool, heavy, light? Making a habit of bringing attention to the feelings, the tone of this moment. As we bring attention to the body, that the quality of knowing that active attention have its effect. Notice how the posture is, and then bringing awareness to the posture, feeling the body straighten. The quality of settling, relaxing. If you notice there's tension in your your legs or your hip joints, your shoulders. Bringing awareness to that tension. Let the awareness have its effect upon that. Relaxing, softening, settling. Getting a feel for this balance of energy and relaxation in the posture of the body, also in the attitude of mind. Once that balance of energy and relaxation is established, Bring the attention once again to the rhythm of the breathing. Feeling the body breathing in its own rhythm, not as if it's something that I have got to do. We don't say, I beat my heart. The heart beats. In the same way, the body breathes. It doesn't have to be a thing that I, as an agent, as a doer, need to be involved in. The body breathes according to its own nature. Let it follow its natural rhythms, deep or shallow, long or short, just as the body needs. Setting the intention to that the rhythm of the breath, that cluster of feelings, 
be at the, the center of attention. Right now, there's nothing we need to plan, nothing we need to work out. No problems we have to solve. That can all wait until some other time later. For this short period, these 40 minutes, this is all we need to focus on. Consciously, Deliberately put everything else aside. That can all wait. Just let the rhythm of the breathing be our sole concern. And with that at the center, that as the reference point, the flag for our attention. Whenever that attention drifts, getting caught up in busyness, imagination, memory, worry, planning, fantasizing. And the mind has caught hold of a particular image or object, a thought, a mood. Notice that holding, that grasping feeling. Be conscious of that. Feel it. Know that tensing, that stressing that goes with that attitude. Feel it, know it. Let the stressfulness of that be fully conscious. And being aware of that, the stressful, tense quality of it, let the awareness then be the source of letting go. Not, I should let go, or I have to drop this, I have to get back to the breath. Doesn't need to be any I-making or mine-making. The awareness of that stressfulness itself is a source of relaxation, letting go. It's a natural responsivity. It adjusts itself. And then letting go happens and the attention comes back to the breath. Feeling the body breathing right here at the center of things. The attention wanders, drifts. The mind becomes sleepy and switches off. The quietness dissolves into illness, disconnects. We hear sounds around us that trigger strings of thought. Memory and imagination get creating. We remember something that's planned for next week, next year. 
mind starts chattering, absorbing into an imagined world. Creates a commentary around what we hear or feel, what we think. And working with the mind, training the mind to attend to the present, learning how distraction works and training the heart, the mind to let go of distraction, to wake up, to be attentive to the present reality. It's important that we don't make the habits of the body and mind into a problem or an enemy. Our thoughts are not a disease or an enemy or intruders. If we develop aversion or reactivity against our sleepiness or our tendency to get lost in chattering thoughts, then we've got a fight on our hands. Meditation isn't a fight or an argument. It's not a contending against the body or the mind. Working with the body and the mind. But in this respect, it's important to establish an attitude of profound kindness, non-contention. So when you find that your attention's got drawn away by another train of thought, Again, 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, the mind gets lost. Each time with profound kindness, gentleness, you notice that distraction, feel that sense of entanglement, caught up in a memory or a fantasy, a story, feeling, feel that, know that, let go. Let the attention come back to the present. Just as if we were an infinitely patient mother looking after a young child that's restlessly eager to run about, doesn't want to sit still or take up the crayons and learn to write. It's like a busy child, an active child, chasing after this and that. The child benefits by being attended to with patience, kindness, profound care. Doesn't mean that the mother or the father or the teacher isn't giving direction, helping the child to hold the crayon, form the letters. This is an A, this is a B, this is a C. C is for cat, C-A-T. The direction is still given but it's not from a place of argument or contention or force. But rather, it's from sympathy, kindness, patience. The means whereby we work with the mind has a direct effect upon the result of that work. If we use a peaceful, kindly, gentle means, and the result will be peaceful, will be harmonious, easeful. 
If we try to train the mind or the body with an attitude of contention, forcefulness, arguing or fighting against the mind, the body, then if you have a contentious means, you'll have a stressful and contentious result. That's how it works. The means and the end are unified, connected. So as we work with the habits of distraction, mind drifting this way and that way, as soon as it's noticed, the mind has fallen asleep again, got caught up in a train of thought again, or stressing about an ache in the body again. With great patience, great kindness, great gentleness, even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, as it says in the chanting. Great patience, great kindness, again, gently bring the attention back to the present. Let it recenter itself, come back to this moment, this reality. The body sitting here, breathing. We're not forcing the mind to behave according to our will, according to a plan or a program, but rather learning how we fail, how ignorance, not seeing clearly, then conditions that reaction to seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking. That reactivity and conditions the mind chasing after the pleasant, contending against the painful, having opinions about everything else. How it gets drawn into, from liking, gets drawn into wanting, chasing, getting, owning, being born into a pleasant fantasy, and looking at the results of that. Or getting born into an aversion, hating, fearing. An uncomfortable sensation in the body becomes something that shouldn't be here. It's a problem. And that unpleasantness, that dislike, transforms into craving and clinging, becoming. Ripens in dukkha, dissatisfaction, suffering. This is how the cycle of dependent origination works. Ignorance, avijja, not seeing clearly, sets up the subject-object duality. Me here, the world out there. Me here, knowing the activity of this mind. Subject-object. They seem divided, separate. Then the attention latches on to a particular sound or a visual form, a smell, a taste, physical sensation, an idea. That sense contact ripens into feeling, liking, disliking, neutral feeling. And then if the ignorance, the lack of mindfulness is, is strong, the mind is not aware, not alert, 
And that feeling rapidly ripens into wanting, grasping, chasing after, becoming, and gets born into that feeling, becomes that. Having been born into that fantasy, that memory, or hating that painful feeling, making it into a real problem, this is dukkha, dissatisfaction. If ignorance is strong, if the mind is lacking awareness, then that dukkha just creates the causes for more dukkha. Strengthens the quality of ignorance, makes the mind more reactive, more divided into subject and object, me here, the world out there, and around and around we go traveling and trudging through that long round, that repetitive round. But if there's mindfulness, wisdom, if that's strengthened, empowered, then the easiest place to apply that is at the realm of feeling. When there's a feeling of like, liking a particular idea or particular memory, feeling of delight, of liking, that's all. Liking doesn't have to ripen into wanting, chasing, grasping, becoming. It can just be liking. This is delicious. This sweet moment, this peaceful mind, quality of brightness or that sweet memory that's it it's a sweet taste that's all there's a spaciousness an ease or disliking there can be a painful feeling an ache in our leg and not in the back it's uncomfortable not likable, but dislike can be known just as this is an uncomfortable feeling, full stop. There's a spacious, open quality around that. Now, the realm of feeling, this is the weakest link in the chain of dependent origination. Knowing the realm of feeling. Pleasant feeling, painful feeling. Cultivating mindfulness around that. And this is the most accessible escape. The escape hatch. The exit point from that cycle. Pleasant feeling, painful feeling, neutral feeling. It's just this. The sweet is still sweet, the bitter is still bitter. But there's no complication around that. There's no contention against it. There's no effort to own, to keep, to repeat. It's just this. A sweet taste. That's all. Peaceful, spacious, easy, 
It's just uncomfortable. It's just a noisy street. It's just a sound. It doesn't have to be a problem. It doesn't have to be hated. It's just this. That's all. It's still bitter. It's still an unpleasant sound, an uncomfortable feeling, but the mind doesn't have to turn it into my problem. It's just this. Here it is. With physical pain, feeling pain in your knees, your legs, your back, it's not essential or not required that we just endure those painful feelings endlessly or not respect the limitations that our body might have. Some of us have been meditating for years, some are very new to this, some have got Knees, backs that are very flexible, hips that are very loose, and others have joints that are very stiff and painful. So that our bodies have limitations. So when I'm speaking about being with physical pain or the uncomfortable, it doesn't mean we have to just grit our teeth or just bear with discomfort until we've wrecked our knees and have to go to the osteopath or the, the knee surgeon, not at all. But there's a gap between the time when an ache or a pain appears in our knees or our back, our hips, and when there's actual damage being done. There's quite a substantial gap between where it's uncomfortable and where some harm is actually occurring. So definitely do not wish people to harm themselves. But it's a helpful thing to learn how to be at peace with painful feeling. To some degree, Ajahn Chah, our teacher, would encourage to sit at least for a few minutes when those aches and pains appear in the body. Don't immediately change your posture to get away from that discomfort. But rather take a few minutes just to Bring attention to where you feel that discomfort. So say you're trying to focus on the breathing, and over and over again, pain in your knee is distracting the attention. You'll say, okay, since that's grabbing the attention and the mind keeps going back to that painful knee, deliberately put the attention there for a while. And explore that painful feeling and the reactivity around it. We bring attention to that discomfort, that painful feeling in the body. First of all, it's helpful to relax the muscles in that area. Often when there's pain, we tense up against it and we don't realize that that extra tension is creating more causes for, for pain. So first of all, bringing attention to that area where things are painful, let the muscles in that area soften, relax, loosen to the degree 
that that's possible. So we soften the muscles of that area, and also softening the attitude, just to recollect this is a painful feeling. It's only just arisen, it's here for a little bit, no permanent damage is going to be done, but can the mind pay attention to this and know this just as it is, just as an uncomfortable feeling, not adding anything more to it, knowing it just as a sensation. In this moment, it's just this way. Then we discover a wonderful truth that can be painful feeling, but it's absolutely not a problem. There's a peacefulness in the attitude in relationship to the painful feeling. It's still painful, but there's no problematic quality being added to it. Opening the heart to that sensation, that feeling, knowing it as it is. And then at a certain point, when there's an intuitive sense that, okay, this is a painful feeling. It feels like the joint is being stressed and the body is being pushed to the limit of what is workable, what's doable. Okay, now's the time to relieve the pressure on that joint. And then at such a time, it's quite okay to change the posture, to rearrange your legs or to go from sitting on a cushion to sitting on a chair or whatever might help. It's quite okay to change the posture. But if we work with it in this way, then the motivation to change the posture is coming from a kindness towards the body rather than a fear and hatred towards the pain. Again, the means of the attitude has a direct effect upon the result. So if we change the posture based on fear and aversion to pain, reactivity, the result is agitated, tense. There might be a relief from discomfort for a little bit, but we find ourselves afraid that the pain is going to come back. Oh no, here it is again. It causes a fearful, stressed, tense result. That's the effect of it. If there's a quality of patience and kindness, not reacting to the painful feeling, but knowing it as it is, then our intuitive wisdom, that mindfulness and wisdom, helps there to be a direct awareness of the body's limits, a recognition, okay? This feels like enough, time to move. So not based on aversion or fear, but just knowing the body's limits. Knowing what is the right amount. That's wisdom, not weakness or aversion or fear.